Local talk is back in the valley. It's the conversation you've missed. The Mike Douglas Show. Weekdays at 3 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And so happy to have you with us here on the Mike Douglas Show. Mike Douglas here serving live and local as your concierge for conversation here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Again, uh, just look forward to this time together every Monday through Friday where we can sit down and talk about in, in realistic, rational, and reasonable ways the issues of the day that affect you and me here in the Central Valley of California. And uh, some of the things that uh, affect us directly, of course, are the decisions of our uh, officials. And, of course, last night, live from Rogers Stadium, Governor Gavin Newsom gave the State of the State address. And uh, we'll, um, I'll unpack uh, my reactions to that a little bit later. Uh, but let me say up front that I, I was looking for a a more than normal, very concise and direct and clear communication last night. And I think, uh, I think Governor Newsom did that uh, compared to a lot of the other uh, communications that he's given us. I, I thought he did that. And now what we're going to do though, is discuss the content. Uh, what do we think about what he said? Uh, is it accurate? Uh, does it apply to us? Does it address the issues that we're worried about right now? Did it address some of the frustrations we have right now? Did it accurately portray where California is as a state and where we're going? Well, we're going to ask an expert on California. He's Assembly Member Keith Flora from District 12, Assemblyman Flora. Thank you so much for joining us today. And, of course, you're... Uh, your sphere of influence over San Joaquin and Stanislaus counties. Uh, thank you for joining us today to talk about the governor's state of union address. Welcome. Well, Mike, it's uh, no, I appreciate being on your show, Mike, and uh, it's great talking to you. So it's great to be with you. Well, from your perspective, first of all, from let's take it up in the air, 32,000 feet looking down on the address last night, Assemblyman Floro, what, what's your feel for what you heard? Uh, was he accurate? Was he addressing the issues we need to address? What, what was your general sense of the address? Well, my general, like, just my perception of it was he was uh, – very much Governor Newsom. Um, he, he spoke in platitudes. Um, he spoke in a very inclusive way, um, like he typically does. Uh, but when you get right down to the meat and potatoes of the things that affect our everyday lives, I think he missed the mark. Um, I thought it was a really good campaign speech. Um, but we don't need campaign speeches right now. We need action. And um, I really do think he missed an opportunity. Um, he's got a lot going on right now with the recall he's got a lot of you know irons in the fire currently and i thought he could have really brought it home last night and quite frankly he missed the mark in my opinion and if we can get into details on that for sure but that's kind of my thirty thousand foot view of it great uh, and, and let's get into some details uh, assemblyman flora as you look at the concerns that have been expressed to you by your constituents were they addressed last night? Let's get into some detail in terms of what you heard as applied to the concerns that you're hearing from your constituents. Okay. No, absolutely. I mean, when it comes to, I mean, with the 12th Assembly District, there's two things that we hear the most about. Uh, number one, quite frankly, is EDD and the issues there, and quite frankly, like school reopening. And those two have been a huge, huge problem. I mean, my staff for almost 13 months now, uh, I think, well, right at 12 months currently, we have just been inundated with unemployment claims. And the fact that our state government has not allowed, has not done what they need to do to fix that issue while making sure that we all are still shut down, I, I think is very, very, um, it's a fundamental flaw of, of what we've done here. And the fact that he didn't even bring that up in the in the state of the state address uh, was a huge huge problem for me because we have done hundreds if not thousands and I'm saying hundreds because I don't want to oversell this but we have done hundreds if not thousands of claims 
um, in the last year on EDD. And that's just one assembly office. And there is, you know, so many men and women that have put everything on the line that our government has told them that they cannot go to work. They have to shut their businesses down. They need to, we need to trust government. But the very function of unemployment, we can't seem to get right, not to mention that we've deal, you know, dealt out $31 billion in fraud to people that don't deserve that. And yet we're still continuing to be told to trust government on this. And so I was really, really disappointed on the EDD that we just go over that completely. Because for our district, in the 12th Assembly District, that has been almost the number one issue, closely followed by the school reopening. You know, when can we get our kiddos back to school? And that has been a huge, huge frustration for so many parents as well. Well, let's talk about the EDD, uh, Assemblyman Flora. What is happening right now in terms of writing that ship? And we're talking you know, billions of dollars in, in, in fraud. Are there efforts happening right now that are good faith efforts to uh, fix that? Uh, no, Mike, I honestly can't say that there are. I, I mean, my colleagues, yeah. um, both Democrat and Republicans, have pleaded with the governor. We've done, we've requested audits on these issues. But no, I mean, there is no... Um, substantial changes to what is actually going on. I will say um, the men and women that work with EDD are in a really, really tough spot. They're completely understaffed. They're working on an antiquated system uh, that is just completely unacceptable uh, for this type of issue. But we are the fifth largest economy in the world. We have a relationship with Silicon Valley that is second to none. You cannot tell me that we could not have hired a private business hired somebody from the tech community to come in and fix this problem. But we didn't do that. We're doubling down on this. We're continuing to allow people to shut down. We're continuing to make the men and women that work at EDD, because I actually don't think that this is their fault. I mean, they're just, they're completely outnumbered and understaffed. And so I don't want to throw this on the, the backs of the hardworking men and women at EDD. I think this is absolute failure of government. And it has to be righted because if we are going to continue down this road, these are the kinds of things that we have to talk about. I mean, there's conversations right now. I don't want to go off on this tangent, but about single-payer health care. Well, how on earth do we expect the state who can't even run DMV or unemployment to take care of your health care issues? Like, it's completely irresponsible. When we look at EDD, it sounds to me from what you're you're saying, uh, uh, one one of the major issues is that they don't have the infrastructure, and they don't have the tools to accomplish, 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 accomplish. Am I am I reading that right? I would yes, you are. I would also say that they they lack the will. Um, it was not a priority. Um, the mm. governor can say all that he wants that this is a big deal to the administration and, and all of these things. But with all due respect, I'm not buying it at all. Um, this is something that, I mean, we put together a vaccine, you know, in record time. Uh, we as a state have done remarkable things with technology. If this was a priority, there are some incredibly intelligent women and some incredibly intelligent men out there that could have fixed this problem. But I just don't believe it was a priority. I thought, mm-hmm. they, I mean, they just continued to put band-aids on it thought that it would go away, and it, and it hasn't, and it's not going to. Um, I mean, we're still getting, I think we're probably close to anywhere between 60 and 100 new ED cases a week in my office alone, and that's just my office. And so you multiply that by 80 assembly offices, because this is not just a Central Valley problem. I mean, this is a statewide issue. And so, no, I do not believe for one moment that this was a priority for our state government at all. Assemblyman Flora, real quickly, and I know you're busy and and, uh, you need to get on with uh, the duties that we've tasked you to do with the state of California (laughs) very quickly, though. What's happening with the schools? Uh, What's your sense of when the reopenings are going to occur? And are the unions still a factor in all of that? So I think uh, us in our area are on the right path. I mean, I, our superintendent of Stanislaus County, our superintendent of San Joaquin County, 
um, have both put together pretty robust uh, reopening programs, which I absolutely supportive of. And, you know, I'm, I, I feel like we have great leadership in our area. Um, there, not to say there's not some concerns still that are out there in the state, like we always do. We tend to add things into, you know, build and make things a little bit more, you know, arduous and, and more labor heavy. Um, but to your point on the labor issues, yes, um, there is some incredibly powerful uh, labor groups out there that are still really keeping the, the waters very, very muddy as it relates to reopening. And it's frustrating for so many parents out there. And, and I think we saw what happened at that Oakley school board, you know, a few weeks ago where they had the hot mic and, you know, where they kind of just blamed that the parents just want their babysitters back, not understanding that the parents who are not teachers who typically work two jobs, you know, both the father and the mother work, both are working and now they're having to teach their kids. And that is something that is just really, really frustrating to a lot of people. Like, no, we don't want our babysitters back, but we want our kids to get an education. Because if our kids don't get an education, the long-term effects of COVID is going to be felt for generations. And that is unacceptable to so, so many of us. Like, we understand that we have to reopen in a safe way. We understand that we need to do testing. We understand that everybody that is comfortable with a vaccine Go get the vaccine. If you're not, that is a personal choice that you can make, and I'm okay with that. But we cannot continue to keep our schools shut down for political purposes, um, political reasons, especially when it comes to negotiations of a contract. Because I'm sorry, at some point it becomes extortion, and I feel we're getting very, very close to that. Assemblyman uh, Heath Flora from California District 12 Assemblyman. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. And we'll look forward to talking with you down the line as other issues pop up. And we look forward to your perspectives. Again, thanks for taking time to be with us here today on the Mike, I appreciate it very much. And I look forward to it anytime, my friend. Appreciate it. Great. Thank you so much. Uh, coming right up, we'll be talking about your story to the uh, the state address last night from Dodgers Stadium with uh, our governor, Gavin Newsom. Again, your opinions, your reactions coming right up at 209-551-3483, 209-551-3483 on the Mike Douglas Show. Here on Power Talk 1360, KFIV. We'll be right back. The Mike Douglas Show, every weekday at 3 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Power Talk 1360 first traffic from the Jackson Rancheria Resort Traffic Center. We have a ramp closed in Stockton, southbound 99, the Wilson Way off-ramp closed. And you're back up from Marotta Lane. Eastbound 120 Manteca, slow from Main Street to 99, with South 99 after that tied up from Austin Road into Ripon. Eastbound 205 through Tracy, slow from Tracy Boulevard to 5. For the latest on the Valley reopening, tune to news on 1360 AM KFIV. This report is sponsored by the California Labor and Workforce Development Agency. Essential workers are the foundation of our economy. Our families and communities depend on them. If you're concerned about your safety at work due to COVID-19, take action. Learn your rights. Visit dir.ca.gov forward slash COVID. Well, here we are. Mortgage rates are starting to pick up a little bit, but with fixed rates hovering in the 2% range, still time. Tom Sullivan here for the local company I'd trust to take care of you. First, California funding. So many of the mega banks with their auto dialers and call centers just want to sell you. No matter if it makes financial sense or not, Cal will not sell you. They will. Honest advice because they're in this for the long haul, not the quick buck. Rates are still historically low. Home equity is at record highs. Pick up the phone. I guarantee you'll have a pleasant, informative discussion with someone who really cares and knows their business. Veterans, you can still purchase with zero down, 100% financing. Serving California for over 20 years. Make the five-minute call today, 916-989-9000. 
989-6222 or start the process in seconds at fcfunding.com. California Bureau of Real Estate. Real Estate Broker License Number 01069872. NMLS Number 284458. Equal Housing Lender. The following is a paid announcement. The advertiser was paid a marketing fee for a digital campaign. Please make sure to review our disclaimer on our report page. The new year is here and the time is now to capitalize on the unprecedented boom in the U.S. markets. Here's just one example of what you can get with your free subscription to the CB Industry Report. We found out that the tailwinds in the global CB market indicates that the industry may experience a compounded annual growth rate of 59% and could grow to approximately $89 billion by 2026. Growing demand and friendly new policies could benefit investors. With these red-hot CB picks from the CB Industry Report, get your free subscription to the CB Industry Report now when you text the word PROFIT to 48542. Get this red-hot intelligence delivered directly to your mobile device so you can make decisions as market conditions change. Text the word PROFIT to 48542. Get front row access to market intelligence when you text PROFIT to 48542. Text PROFIT to 48542. Dell semi-annual sale is the perfect opportunity for a significant business upgrade. Save up to 45% on Dell computers built for business and powered by Intel Core processors. Plus, enjoy special pricing on Dell docks, monitors, servers, and more. All with easy finance financing options through Dell Financial Services. Speak to a Dell Technologies advisor today to find the right tech for your business with fast free shipping. Call 877-ASK-DELL. Again, that's 877-ASK-DELL. Allstate now has deeper savings, and deeper savings require deep thoughts and a deep voice. Save for being a new customer. Save more for adding DriveWise, and save even more for driving safely. Visit Allstate.com or contact your local agent for a quote today. As someone once said, saving today is money tomorrow. That's deep. Not available in every state. New customer savings based on early signing discounts. Drive is an optional feature. Savings vary based on how you buy. Subject to terms and conditions. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Northbrook, Illinois. Hey there, it's Buck Sexton, host of the Buck Sexton Podcast, found on the iHeartRadio app and Apple Podcasts. Please tune in every day as I cover the latest on politics, national security, and culture from a former CIA officer's perspective. The Buck Sexton Podcast. Listen wherever you listen to podcasts. Local talk is back in the valley with KFIV's Mike Douglas. Weekdays at 3 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And welcome back to The Conversation. Mike Douglas with you live and local, your concierge of conversation here on Power Talk 1360, KFIV and The Mike Douglas Show. Thank you so much for joining us today. So what do you think about the governor's message last night? And what do you think about this issue that, that, and and it struck me last night as I was listening uh, to the governor's message, I was looking for a couple of things, and and a couple of them did come up. But one of the things I was looking for, some statement addressing it, some reference to it about what we're doing about it, was the Employment Development Department, EDD. Again, uh, the initial figures were $11 billion in fraud and now up probably close to uh, 30 billion or more with a B billion. And uh, it was interesting, interesting to me that apparently at, uh, according to Assemblyman Flora, they're, they're not being told what, what's happening there. This is with that kind of fraud and those kind of numbers. Don't you think something should be made public as to how they're addressing that? It, it, and, and I understand this because I've, I worked for the state at one time. Sometimes you're well-meaning, you want to do the best job you can, but you're just not given the tools you need, the you need. Well, nobody ever thinks they have the budget they need, but, you know, that's a standard issue. Uh, but also the systems, the infrastructure that you need. And I think Assemblyman Flora made a good point, and we've talked about this before, you and I here on, on the program. We have Silicon Valley within the the confines and the sphere of influence of the state of California. How can we not possibly have the systems in place to deal with this? We It was obvious that there was going to be a, a rush of claims and such, and it just seems like at the state level we were caught 
unawares or unprepared. And uh, with those kind, when, when you're talking billions of dollars of fraud, it's almost almost unconscionable. So, uh, what do you think? Should we should we press the governor's office? Should we press our our state representatives to find out what's happening with the EDD? Why aren't we hearing some of the progress reports? Our phone number here, whether you want to weigh in on EDD or whether you listen to the governor's state of the state last night, and we'll talk about that uh, in some more detail here in a couple moments. Welcome to Hear Your Voice at 209-551-3483, 209-551-3483. In general, I was looking for a, a more crisp, uh, direct, uh, less uh, voluminous message from the governor, <clears throat> and I think we got that. And it was a it was a production. I mean, they had the he had the the video screens on either side of him. Dodger Stadium, by the way, I grew up, and I know some of you who are native up here are are just going to blow a gasket on this, but I, I grew up. In Pasadena, that's my hometown, and and I spent a lot of time at Dodger Stadium uh, during my life, and I I just enjoy Chavez Ravine there. I enjoy the environment, and I enjoy the stadium. So I I enjoyed seeing seeing the stadium, uh, but you know with with the beginning uh, uh, with the uh, prayer and and uh, by the way, boy, if I can uh, fit this in uh, real quick. Um, Listen to this. Oh, the land of the free and the home of the brave. That was one of my favorite moments uh, right near the beginning. And I believe in giving credit where credit is due. That's critical care nurse Kina Mapanao, Kina Mapanao from the Sharp Grossmont Hospital in San Diego. And she just a great smile right on on pitch. She was perky and cheery, authentic, genuine, incredible voice. Again, I I think that was a a highlight to uh, to begin the whole thing with. And then there was a wonderful prayer and and um, some introductions and such. But in general, I, I thought the, the governor communicated much better than he normally does by, by hitting the issues. Now, the question is, were the issues hit that we were looking to be addressed? And one of them, again, was the Employment Development Department, EDD. I, <clears throat> I didn't hear any reference to that. And uh, now he, he talked a lot about California being a leader. And uh, in just a few moments, we're going to play some uh, some clips of that to hear him talk about California as a leader. He's very positive about the state. He was very positive about where we're going, uh, very positive about the way we're handling the virus. Uh, the question is, do we agree with those assessments? Do they match up with what we're seeing right in front of us? 11 to 12 months after uh, that initial word from him that things were going to get locked down. We'll be talking about that in about uh, five or six minutes at 209-551-3483. That's 209-551-3483 as we discuss more about the governor's message. Mike Douglas here on Power Talk 1360 KFIB. The Mike Douglas Show, every weekday at 3 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. If you want to get your business on the radio and you don't need help from a professional, you really need to check out iHeartAdBuilder.com. Not only is it extremely affordable, online, customizable, and heard by 9 out of 10 Americans every month, it's just so easy. You can even make your own radio ad all from your smartphone, wherever you are. Click, listen, approve, and get your ad on air. Get started today at iHeartAdBuilder.com. That's iHeartAdBuilder.com. 
Power Talk 1360 Burst Traffic from the Jackson Rancheria Resort Traffic Center. We have a ramp closed in Stockton, southbound 99. The Wilson Way off-ramp closed for some road work. And you're back up from Marotta Lane. Eastbound 120 Manteca, slow from Main Street to 99. With South 99 after that, tied up from Austin Road into Ripon. Eastbound 205 through Tracy, slow from Tracy Boulevard to 5. For the latest on the Valley reopening, tune to news on 1360 AM KFIV. This report is sponsored by the California Labor and Workforce Development Agency. Essential workers are the foundation of our economy. Our families and communities depend on them. If you're concerned about your safety at work due to COVID-19, take action. Learn your rights. Visit dir.ca.gov forward slash COVID. I just can't get out of this funk. With COVID-19 and our new normal way of life, I'm down all the time. Mental illness is more common than you think, and it's treatable. Call First Behavior Health Urgent Care Center Turlock. They offer telehealth, phone, and in-person visits for adults and kids. It's never been easier to get the help you need. Plus, it's free. There's no out-of-pocket cost. Call them now at 209-633-3057. First Behavior Health Urgent Care Center Turlock, in partnership with Legacy Health Endowment. Hablamos Español. Hi, Mike Douglas here. Whether you're working full-time, running errands, or at home with all the kids, Canines on the Move is here to help give your pets the attention they deserve. Exercising our animals control digestive health and alleviates destructive behavior and hyperactivity. When your schedule is packed, call Canines on the Move. 226-1150. That's 209-226-1150. Because a walk a day keeps the vet away. I'm Gabrielle Collins, and I'm your behind-the-scenes guide to Bridgerton. On Bridgerton, the official podcast, we're talking to the creator, designers, cast, and crew about how this fantasy world dipped in history came to life. Come on, I'm taking you inside Shondaland. iHeartRadio is number one for podcasts, and it's easy to hear why. Listen to Bridgerton, the official podcast, on the iHeartRadio app or anywhere you get your favorite shows. A&E Crime Central, home of A&E's best crime and investigative series. Sign up for a one-month extended free trial and watch anytime, anywhere, commercial-free. Stream over 1,500 titles like 60 Days In. You guys are playing around. After the first 48. She had two gunshot wounds. Long Island serial killer. They found the body. And then another one. And more. To start your extended one-month free trial, visit aecrimecentral.com forward slash iHeart today. From the Exergen Temporal Scanner Thermometer Weather Center. This report is sponsored by Mattress Firm. Save up to $300 on top-rated brands like Sealy and Sleepy's at Mattress Firm right now. And you can get a free adjustable base when you spend $6.99 or more to elevate your sleep every night. Save big. Sleep better. Shop the semi-annual sale now. We might see some more rain today. Highs in the mid-50s and about 15-mile-per-hour winds throughout the rest of the day. Cloudy skies and cold temperatures overnight. And then mostly cloudy tomorrow. Highs in the low 60s. Father, preacher, friend. It's the conversation you've missed. The Mike Douglas Show. Weekdays at 3 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And again, thank you so much for joining us here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV and the Mike Douglas Show, talking uh, today about the EDD and apparently uh, a lack of information even at the lawmaker level as to what the state is doing about it. And with with, with fraud approaching what three thirty uh, billion dollars with a B, I'm. I'm shocked that this is not something that's on at the forefront, forefront of the hearts and minds of all in Sacramento, not to mention the governor. Again, not mentioned last night at all. And uh, so I, I, we'll, we'll pursue that. We'll pursue that. Obviously, there's a communication choke somewhere. Uh, it's communication is not flowing out of somewhere and and we need to know why and we need to know who's holding the, who who's putting the logs in the 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 dam there that's holding uh, the river up in terms of communication of course as as we've talked about communication has been an issue uh from Sacramento to uh counties uh and even when good stuff is happening 
the communication about it has not always been timely, not always been complete uh, to give the counties time to react and to properly prepare for whatever orders uh, there are. Now, what are your thoughts? Who do you think is holding up the information and, and why? Again, we're talking uh, Employment Development Department. We're also talking about Governor Newsom's State of the State address last night from Dodger Stadium. Our telephone number here as we are uh, have the opportunity to talk together, 209-551-3483, 209-551-3483. Well, as, uh, as I was listening to the speech last night to the address by the governor for the state of the state a lot of it was was cheery if i could put it that way in in terms of uh hey we're we're the best state in the union and we're the leader in in various things and uh in in some cases maybe that has some merit in others we're looking at the situation we're in and we're just questioning are our are, are you, Governor, are you addressing those issues that are pinning us in right now uh, in terms of EDD issues, in terms of businesses shutting down, maybe not coming back ever, in terms of the large amount of people who are leaving California for other states, for businesses that are leaving? So we'll play a, a, play a couple of these, and you're welcome to to weigh in on them as uh, as we talk about them. Uh, Governor Newsom talked about uh, California as being a bold leader. Now, notice his choice. Now, remember, he's facing a recall. And as I was listening last night, I often thought, if I was the object of a recall, would I be putting these things this way would I be putting the focus on these particular issues. Listen to listen to what he says about California being a bold leader. Let's allow ourselves to, to dream of brighter days ahead because we won't be defined by this moment. We'll be defined by what we do because of it. After all, we are California. We don't wait for someone else to show us the way forward. We go first and we go boldly. We led in gay rights, gun rights, and criminal justice reform. And now we lead on combating COVID. All right. A leader in gay rights and gun rights. I'm not sure that was the right term for this administration. Gun rights and and now COVID-19. Again, I, I thought it was a very interesting choice of perspectives and subjects to address while he's under a recall. I was thinking, as were some others, that he might try to move. Not that he has to. This is his decision. I, I'm just saying. I was wondering if he might move a little towards the center uh, last night to maybe engage those who haven't, or maybe on the edge of, of signing the petition for the recall. <clears throat> maybe those, well, and obviously those who are going to vote on it if sufficient uh, signatures wind up uh, being had. Uh, So anyway, I thought that was very uh, interesting. And uh, he also talked about California leading the way in another area that directly affects you. We were the first state, the first state to issue a stay-at-home order, which helped us avoid the early spikes in cases. Well, that's true. Uh, It did help those early spikes in, in cases. I think. And, and again, and I, I've, I've expressed this to you before here on the Mike Douglas show in days past. I felt at the very beginning, I, I thought the Governor Newsom was addressing things pretty well. Uh, he was talking about the issues. He was talking about what the state was doing to deal with the issues. And at that time, there was that I call it uh, a cheerleading, and I, I don't use that in a negative term. Uh, but you have to motivate people. You have to pump them up. You have to give them a target to aim at. And you need to uh, energize them. And so that, that's what I say about the cheerleading, uh, which can be good. 
in uh, in in many cases, maybe not so good in other cases. But the the issue is that as time went on, it seemed like there was always another hoop that we had to jump through. We'll jump through this hoop and we'll flatten the curve. Fifteen days. You can do that. And I said, yeah, we can do that. We'll all band together. We'll do it. And so even even my wife and I, we voluntarily quarantined, even though we didn't technically have to. We voluntarily did it for the good of the cause. But that was 11 months ago, almost 12 months ago. And in the interim, a blevy of people have left California. Businesses are leaving California. The lockdown is questionable. We now have, let me, let me look it up right now, in terms of counties that are still in the bottom tier. I call it the purple penalty box that we've been in here in Stanislaus County for a long time. All right, 34 counties are still in the purple level. Uh, that's uh, about 80% of the ca- counties in California. These things are working, these lockdown measures, these high restrictions, these sometimes hard to understand ways of moving out of the tiers and, and the, uh, the, the calculations, the calculus that goes into that. It gets confusing. So 80% of California counties are still in the purple level. And so the question is, are these methods working? We're 11 to 12 months into this with 80% of California's counties still there. I was kind of hoping we might get a new uh, a new vision last night. Well, let's uh, let's talk about vision for the future. Jerry from Modesto, uh, you have some thoughts on that. What do you think? Hello, Jerry. Okay. Well, it looks all the technical gremlins aren't all at the EDD. Uh, looks like we had a uh, a little technical problem there. That's right. We'll try to get uh, Jerry back on the line. Again, the point we're talking about is uh, 11, 12 months into this, what's happening? Maybe we need a new plan. There, there's no dishonor in saying we have learned from what we've done, and we're now going to learn to do it better. We're going to try a new thing. I mean, I mean, you know, one, one of the great lessons in life is that you have to be allowed to make mistakes or you have to be allowed to make less than the best decisions in order to grow and learn and make new and better decisions on top of that. So there's no disgrace in government officials saying, you know what, we did it this way. We're now 11 months into it. 80% of our counties are still in the purple tier. We need to do something different. Again, absolutely no dishonor in saying that. To me, that's a positive. That's acknowledging what's real. That's acknowledging what's real and then, uh, and then moving on with a better plan. And I think that's uh, one of the things that, that, I was, uh, that I was looking for last night night now one of the things that i you know thought was a, a good point in the governor's speech last night was uh, his uh, addressing of the death rate in california california's death rate has remained one of the lowest per capita in the nation 134 deaths per 100,000 compared to 158 nationally 153 in texas and 247 in new york So the L.A. Times, as you may know, has been tracking death rates, and they've offered, uh, the Times has offered these observations. Uh, Over the past seven days or so, the state has averaged, I think, uh, 4,237 cases per day at the time the the Times was publishing that. It was a uh, 30.7% decrease from two weeks before. And so that shows progress. Uh, The death toll is, uh, well, the state averaged 267.7 daily deaths over the past week. It's down from the peak. Uh, Hospitalizations apparently are receding. 
there's uh, the Times said there's a 41 percent decrease in hospitalizations from uh, the two week period before. Now, one of the problems that we've noted is that vaccines are are not arriving as uh, counties necessarily expect them to arrive. And uh, so at this point, uh, approaching 20% of the population of California has received at least one dose. And then you look at, uh, look at the demographics, uh, the team says about 74% of the people who have died, they say, from COVID-19 were 65 or older, 65 or older. And I mean, we don't like our, and I'm within that demographic. I'm going to say where I'm within that graphic. I, you know, I'm fine about dying. I know where I'm going and I'm secure about that, but I don't know that I, you know, really want to do it right now, especially through COVID-19. But the point is that, you know, the reality is uh, those of us on the eh, more mature end of the age scale, we are at risk. And so you can expect those kinds of uh, those kinds of stats. We'll talk more about this, more about the governor's comments uh, in about three or four minutes here on the Mike Douglas show. Our telephone number two zero nine five five one three four eight three two zero nine five five one. 3483 back in about four minutes here on the Mike Douglas show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. The Mike Douglas show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Power Talk 1360 burst traffic from the Jackson Rancheria Resort Traffic Center. Southbound 99 Manteca, slow from 120 to Hammett today, while eastbound 205 in Tracy is delayed from Tracy Boulevard all the way to 5. South 5 Vernal is slow from the Wesley Safety Rest Area all the way to Del Porto Canyon because of an earlier crash. For the latest on the Valerie Open, 1360 AM KFIV. This report is sponsored by the California Labor and Workforce Development Agency. If your employer is not doing their part to protect you from COVID-19 at work, you have the right to file a complaint. To learn more about your rights at work, visit dba.gov forward slash COVID. Hello, I'm Michelle DeBudio, Executive Director of Valley Caregiver Resource Center. Life is full of challenges for older adults. At Valley Caregivers, we're here with the tools you need to take care of your loved ones and better care of yourself. Our purpose is to help families caring for loved ones impaired by chronic ailments such as Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, traumatic brain injury, or stroke. Caring for older adults can be difficult, especially if you're doing it alone. Valley Caregiver provides respite, education classes, legal consulting, and support groups, and each client is assigned a personal advocate that will walk alongside the caregiver journey with you. I would like to invite you to call Valley Caregiver Resource Center at 559-224-9154 or visit our website, valleycrc.org, 559-224-9154. Valley Caregivers only sees possibilities by providing support to unpaid family caregivers. Thank you. Too busy or unable to exercise your beloved pet? No worries. Call in the Pet Whispers from Canines on the Move. Potty breaks, walks, conversations with your pet? Give Canines on the Move a call. 209-226-1150. A walk a day keeps the vet away. I think we're having engine trouble. Listen, bucko, it's only our first. That is certainly not going to work. When you need repairs, trust Interstate Transmission Center. Referred countless times over for their honest, knowledgeable, affordable, and quality repair and service that won't let you down. Right now, get three wiper blades with any service or repair. Call 209-538-2831. That's 209-538-2831. Interstate Transmission Center, where you get the shift, not the shaft. Sometimes the hiring freeze happens because you can't find the right people. So far, indeed. They have tools to help you find that you need to help your business. Learn more at Indeed.com slash Chris. iHeartRadio with the latest info about slowing the spread in 2021. COVID hospitalizations nationwide have dropped nearly 50% in the last month, and we now have vaccine options. Many of us are asking which vaccine should we get. We have three highly efficacious vaccines that are safe and efficacious. 
bottom line. Dr. Anthony Fauci says when available, get the first one you can. And in the meantime, stay vigilant. Everything you need to know at cdc.gov slash coronavirus. It's today's conversation for Stockton, Modesto, and beyond. beyond. Now, back to the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk, 1360 KFIV. And Mike Douglas with you. Privileged to serve as your concierge for conversation here on the Mike Douglas Show. Our conversation today is centering uh, a lot on the governor's state of the state address last night, live from L.A. at Dodger Stadium. Uh, talking about uh, details as well as just general uh, opinions about what you heard and whether it matched up to what you wanted to hear uh, last night from the governor. John from Brentwood has some thoughts about that. John, welcome to the show. Hey, Mike. Um, To me, it was a complete save my career speech. Um, Hopefully the rest of the nation is paying attention to this and will derail his presidential aspirations for the future. I really don't think we're going to get rid of him because there's we're just way too many sheep here that just lap him up. But, you know, if he wants to tout all the things that California leads in, you know, you know, like the least deaths, all, he needs to tout also that we lead in probably businesses that are closed that will never open again. People living on the streets because of loss of jobs because of all his draconian measures and rainbow levels of idiocy. And if he wants to go and he drifted even into things that didn't even have to do with COVID. And if he wants to go there, he can list high vehicle registration fees, the highest gas prices in the nation, the highest housing costs in the nation. He may as well just covered all the bases if he was going to go that direction. My personal opinion. You know, John, there's there's another thing. I don't know if you noticed it or not. You may have uh, from last night. One of the things I noticed is I was looking for solutions. And what I heard a lot of was we're throwing money at this issue. I know we're spending so many million dollars on this particular issue. Uh, and, and throwing money at it is not a strategy. It, it may be part of a strategy to fund it. But, uh, you know, I, I was looking for strategies, but what I was mostly hearing about was we're, we're throwing this many dollars at it. Does that give you any confidence uh, in how dollars are, are going to solve these problems? No, dollars won't solve it because dollars have to be paid back, just like this whole trillion, zillion dollar COVID thing they just passed. This stuff has to be paid back. This money doesn't just come from nowhere. So, I mean, it's, you know, they can keep throwing money. They can keep doing what they want to do. Money isn't going to solve this thing. The only thing that's going to solve this thing is getting people back to work and getting things opened up. And true, maybe Texas is going a little bit overboard. I kind of wish I was in Texas now instead of California. But the way we're doing, I think we're like the bottom three in the country of, of, of states that are still locked down. And, you know, I don't mean the bottom third. I mean the bottom three. And it's just it's it's time to just, you know, you want to fix this thing. We have to fix it. We have to get people back to work. We have to get let businesses open up and we have to let people if they want to get out to get out. If you're afraid and you want to stay home, then stay home. But we need to start letting things open up. It's the only thing that's going to cure this. John, uh, what you just said, that last part uh, that the, the, the you just gave to us, I think, is is the strategy. Thanks so much for calling in. Uh, appreciate your comments there. What do you think? I think what we missed last night, and, and John alluded to this, and it, he had such a great comment there at the end uh, about real solutions. That, that, that's what that's what last night. Let, let me get this in um, before we, we leave you tonight. There was something that bothered me last night, and, it's, and it bothers me because it's probably true. And he, he, the governor, and, and, and he spoke truth, but the truth kind of hit me in the face, and I said, man, I don't know that, uh, that I like what I'm hearing. L- listen to this real quick. California's entertainment industry, well, it shapes global culture. Cal- Let me play that again. California's entertainment industry, well, it shapes global culture. California's entertainment industry shapes the global culture. 
Are you okay with that? I think it's true. I think he spoke truth. And what scares me, what disappoints me, is as a culture, we're allowing the entertainment industry to form our worldviews. We're allowing the entertainment industry to form our morals. We're allowing the entertainment industry to tell us what's true about life, what's true about And that, to me, is a sad, sad state of affairs. That needs to be coming from moms and dads and grandmas and grandpas and worship centers and relatives and but not from the entertainment industry. And it's not their fault. They're out to make money, and they're obviously making it. The issue is, why are we as a culture allowing the entertainment industry not only to, to form our culture, but to influence the global culture? That, that kind of hit me in the face last night. And it's cause for a distressing analysis of where we are. Well, coming up, friends, at 4 o'clock today, Trevor Carey is going to be talking about the governor's address as well on the Trevor Carey Show. And again, that's coming up at 4 p.m. today. And again, we so much look forward to the privilege of visiting with you every day, Monday through Friday, 3 to 4 p.m here on the Mike Douglas Show. And again, we're so happy that you're able to join us. I look forward to seeing you tomorrow at 3 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV on the Mike Douglas Show. See you tomorrow.